The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Raleigh, North Carolina, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. This is No Holds Barred Radio, folks. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, film, TV, UFC. And speaking of UFC, my co-host, TJ DeSantis. How are you, TJ? I'm good, Buff. How are you? I'm really good. Back from a heck of a show, heck of a weekend. But you know what? We've got somebody on the line that's going to share our talk and what happened this last weekend and what's happening in his future weekends. None other than one of my favorite fighters, one of my favorite individuals, my companion, another road warrior for the UFC, along with John Anik, me, and all the others, is traveling the world, hopefully giving entertainment to all. Paul Felder. How are you, Paul? The Irish Dragon is on the phone with us. I love it. What's up? What's up? What's up, Paul? The pride of Philadelphia. I love it. Before we talk yeah. to anything, Paul, what the hell happened to our Eagles? Oh, man, you know, injuries, so many injuries. And it just, you know, the fact that they got as far as they did with what, what they had to play with, you know, uh, I'm happy with it. You know, it gave me some entertainment into the into the postseason. And, uh, you know, and then we lost Wentz again. Ugh, unbelievable. God. I know. The man yeah. cannot complete a season. It's unbelievable. You know, I'm, of course, it's postseason. So it is sad. It is sad so because sad. watching him take those hits – you know, with all respect to his front line, this man played his heart out. If he, it, it's if those team, if that team was healthy, Paul, you and I both know they'd be in the rush, they'd be in the race. Yeah, I think I think if everybody's on and he's he's getting protected, not getting smashed up and hurt, I think they're a Super Bowl team again. But uh, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't what happened, and uh, but not for lack of Carson trying his ass off out there, man. You know, he busts his ass and. He was hurt and tried to work through it, but once he got that concussion, it's like, man, you don't want to play around with the, the brain injury. So, you know, respect to them for taking him out and, and sitting him. Coming from the man that knows it all about that, trust me, I'm not even going to comment. You <laughs> said it perfectly. All right, you know, Paul, real quick on football, KC, San Francisco 49ers. Do you have a pick yet? I know it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, you know, I got to go with uh, the Chiefs. I hope they can pull it off for Andy Reid. You know, he was with us for so, so long. So to mm-hmm. see him get a Super Bowl ring, would uh, that would make me feel happy. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. I'm going Casey all the way. TJ, did you know that Paul Felder is a thespian? Did you know he's a theater graduate? Uh, it doesn't uh, surprise me. He seems like yeah. a well-cultured man. Well, I think Paul, <laughs> you know, many fighters make excellent commentators, okay? Because they know the game. Right. Frank Mir, Randy Couture in the past. People just come off, you know, out of the octagon, under the seat. Paul, you're doing such a good job, an excellent job, a great job. I think you get better each time. You're fast becoming one of my favorite commentators. And I really think that the theater side, you know, getting that side, doesn't that help in that area also? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I, I, I spent years in school and on stage and rehearsing and learning 
lines and being, you know, I hate to say this, but in the moment, you know what I mean? Like uh, once the camera's rolling and we're going, I, I, I'm used to things having to flow through no matter what happens, whether there's mistakes, whether somebody forgets it's their time to talk or your time to talk, I can roll with the punches um, on the, on the other end of the camera because of, of just experience, you know, I, it was something I did and was working professionally at, um, and auditioning, you know, talk about flying by the seat of your pants. You just throw oh, yeah. into a room with four people at a table and it's like, go ahead, be good. Yep. Hey, let me ask you a question. You know, I've been, I've been on many auditions over the years myself called in for stuff. And luckily because of what I do in real life, when I'm asked to do a movie or TV, if it's related to my announcing, I don't have to do audition. They just hire me. Right. But when I want to do acting roles, I go in, Paul, it is, what the hell are they looking at? You know, it's like, did, did you have you ever been able to figure out a casting agent and what they're looking for? They either make you feel like crap or they make you feel great. And the bottom line is, cause I've had a lot of actors work for me in comp- telemarketing companies I've had. It is so, you got to have a strong, thick skin, Paul, waiting for that callback. You got to have a strong, thick skin with the rejection that goes with being an actor or an actress going out on these go sees. I mean, if you don't have that, you can't do it. I don't think. Yeah, the thing I learned, uh, the best way to deal with it was as soon as I left the room, no matter how the audition went, I just forgot about it, man. Right. I really got good at that over the years was that you, it, the ones that you really think you did good and want, you aren't going to get. That's just how it is. If you thought you had a fantastic audition and, man, I really, really, really hope that I get this, you're not. So the quicker you just walk out of that room and think about what's next because here's the thing speaking of what they're looking for they know when you walk in the room right as soon as you walk in the room you are either right or you're not right and everything that comes out of your mouth after that is just going to reaffirm whether or not you are so if you walk in whether you suck or not if you walk in and they think well all right this this kid this kid fits it i think he could be it you have a decent audition or even a bad audition, you'll probably get a callback because they think you have something that mm-hmm. fits the role. So mm-hmm. that's why you just got to go in there and just forget about it as soon as you walk out and just and do your homework. You know what I mean? If you can go in there and be as, depending on how quick the audition turnaround is, if you can be prepared as best you possibly can, that, that's, gonna, that's really going to give you a chance. Very cool, Paul. That was a very analytically correct uh, answer. I'm, I'm with it, you all the way on it's that. It's almost like he's an analyst, Buff. <laughs> almost like what? Like I what? Said I said it's almost like he's an analyst. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of analyzing, okay, Conor McGregor's back. The one, the only. I said that in the octagon. He is back. Paul, you've been surprised in interviews, whether it's with Karen Bryan and others, where you know the subject of you fighting Conor McGregor comes up. I know if it's okay, can you mention Connor walked by you after his fight? Let's face it, he looked dominating in that fight. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, of course. The way yeah. I am very happy with the way he handled himself, his attitude, his respect to the other fighters. Even in the post fight interview, when he would talk about other fighters saying things, but at the end, he would say, with all respect. You know, he's really. I, I love this way because it reminds me of the Connor of old that we all fell in love with watching grow, you know, uh, and his rocket ship uh, escalating to the top of the mountain and far beyond that he's done. And I think that he's back and he's on top. And I love this attitude and I want to see it continue. And I think it's great and I think it sells. And uh, how do you feel, Paul? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like that he's he kind of, I don't want to say toned it down, but it's just giving respect where it's due to the people that he's interviewing and to the media and a little more to the UFC and kind of recognizing where he got his stardom from, you know what I mean? Like he, I think he's truly coming around a little bit on the fact that it's like, man, this is what I do. This is what has made me my millions and millions of dollars is being Mm -hmm. a prize fighter and being damn good at it. And he showed on Saturday that he is, He's fucking good, man. I've said it for a long time, too. And anytime I've ever said anything about him, I have always prefaced it or, or, you know, come on after whatever I said and said, listen, this comes from me knowing that he is, I think he's, he's one of the best to ever do it. And it's because of his creativity and his living in the moment, man, and how he, he just finds a way to pick people apart, not only mentally and, and you know, in, the, in the lead up with the trash talk, but he knows how to do it. Like he was nice to Donald, but I feel like he felt like that was the way to do it. You know, even that was almost like a, 
strategy for him. Oh, um, definitely, definitely was a strategy. Absolutely, you know he's 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 good, and he has fun smack talking. And listen, the way he did it and the way he handled it all in the post fight interviews and stuff that's that's okay. We like that, right? Like, yeah, that yeah. sells fights, that hypes fights. It just got a little bit. You know what I mean? Since it got him so much success, I think he just got a little carried away with it. Now it's back to where it's it's fitting. You know what I mean? He's still a respectful guy when he needs to be, but when he wants to let his his uh, craziness out and, and sell the fight, he knows how to do that too. Well, if they make the fight between him and Abid Nurmagomedov, as Dana White said he'd love to make, and obviously that'd be a huge money fight, and I have no problem fighting for the championship and rematching against Habib. Some people might say, why should we see that? Habib beat him so dominantly with the exception to the third round. Well, the bottom line is, this is a this is not show business, it's show biz, folks, and it's a business it's about making money, and that's a mega fight. And we will see if this attitude, how this attitude holds, this grand attitude he has, uh, if he goes up against Habib, which we know he's never going to have over his house for a family dinner. You know, they obviously don't like each other no, and we'll see how it, like yeah. they, they don't like each other and we will see how it carries through um you know the jury's still out we'll see what the next step for conor mcgregor is but with the talk about you know that time and an after show when you guys were talking about you fighting um conor uh if you can say paul didn't he say something to you when he walked by you after the fight when you were at the desk yeah and listen and i could be wrong but multiple people saw it and i don't know if it if it was to me or if it whatever, but it it, it, it seemed like when he walked by after uh, he won the fight and he looked, at, I swear to God, he said "fuck you" to me or "fuck <laughs> off." Um, and I and again, I've had a lot of people being like, "Oh, he wasn't even talking about you in the post fight interview, bro." Whether he was or not, I mean, I don't know who else the guy at the desk would be other than John Anik, you, Bruce, or maybe Megan O'Levy. So uh, again. You know, I'm not there yet. I have a mega fight myself coming up in February against Dan Hooker, who I'm, you know, not taking lightly for one fucking second ever. Uh, but hey, it was cool to me. You know, it's it, if it was in fact towards me, I take it as a sign of oh shit. Like, it, it, if the man McGregor's even thinking about saying fuck you to me, awesome, I'm winning. That's good. Yeah. That's a step in the right direction for my career. Do you know what I'm saying? Sounds good to me, Paul. I'm with you. I got you. And you know the yes He can talk shit on me all he wants. That means I'm innocent. You know, and again, we haven't heard anything since. So there's, there's bigger fights for him right now. Do I want to be on that level someday? Of course. Do I think I'm there right now? No, I'm fighting Dan Hooker right now. But it was cool. It was a fun Saturday night. It was a nice little uh, breakup from my routine. You know what I mean? I was training with the team while I was in Vegas, but it was nice to get out there with you guys and and, and do such a big show. It was so much fun. Yeah, always. We always have fun on the shows, and always great to have you. You know, it's definitely um, Boy Scouts go to camp on the weekend, shall we say. Now, there isn't a fighter out there that would want Conor McGregor to voice their name. There's no question, because when they voice their yeah, name. they say they don't, they're lying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about, there's a huge amount of relevancy that comes with it, a huge amount of PR, and in the guesstimate of any situation in the future where they get to fight him a huge amount of money which is what you're in this business for okay it's not just the personal will and passion for the sport which you have to have to survive the bottom line is you're in it to make the almighty dollar let's be real and i want to see you get paid a million dollars or more per fight like i want every fighter to see you get paid i just i love when you guys make big money and i love that cerrone hopefully got a huge paycheck you know even I'm with sure. the short 40 second Very fight good. i'm sure he did all right listen Paul, you've got probably the most important fight coming up. I mean, the last one was the most important fight against Barboza, 242. But right now, you've got Dan Hooker on February 27th in Auckland. I will be there to roar your name. I can't wait to see this fight. It's your first time headlining a card. Does that have any different effect on you? Two questions. The headlining aspect and this fighting a very tough fighter as Dan Hooker is. I think it's a great matchup. Um is your training changed? Yeah. Yes. It's all that. Yeah. I, um, obviously it's been a long time. I've been scheduled for five rounds, uh, outside of the UFC when things were much less, you know, important and the pressure was, but even then, you know, it was, uh, like you just said, it's the next one is always your most important one. And that dates back to when I was fighting, you know, for CFFC and I was the main event and the last fight of the night, the last to walk. So I've had tiny little tastes, of what this feels like. And I handled the pressure well back then. And, uh, 
the training is just up the volume, you know, obviously I'm doing five, six, seven rounds of sparring instead of three or four. I'm doing pads with Duke at night and we're, we're, it's like mini fucking Thailand in there right now, man. I'll do five or six rounds with Duke. He'll throw me on the bag to work with somebody else. He'll bring me back in and we'll work on leg kicks. And I'm over with coach Kush working. Then, then I'm where with Joe. It's just, we're doing rounds on rounds on rounds on rounds. Um, I've had a lot of people asking me that kind of question. How do you think you'll fare in the championship rounds? Well, there's only one way to find out. It's to get in there and fucking do them, right? So it's good to get these kind of fights before you ever get to a championship fight. So it's right where me and Dan Hooker need to be. I feel like we're two guys that are contenders that could be eventually challenging for that belt down the line. So, yeah, uh, the, the training is intense, man. The, the runs are getting longer and harder and uh, – it's helping me with my weight, though. Uh, you know, I'm getting trim really quick because I, I've got to do so much more um, volume, you know. Right. And then the, we had a, a – forget the fighter we talked to, TJ, but uh, one of the things was they said that they trained for a five-round fight by sparring seven and eight rounds just so that their cardio was that yeah. much more. Do you think that is an uh, added bonus when you do something like that, or do you do something like that? Yes, I do. I do it more on the pads and everywhere else and grappling mm-hmm. days, whereas the, the actual, like my Monday and today, Wednesday, so in about an hour or so, I have MMA smarts. We have the puffy little gloves and the shin guards and stuff. Right. I do five or six. I don't want to do eight rounds of getting my brains um, battered in. So I, 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 I do the complete five or a little more. And then at night, like tonight, I'll go in and hit pads with Duke, and we will do intense tie pads for at least seven to ten rounds. Yeah, I, 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 Duke's an incredible trainer. I think He's that's the safer way to blow your lungs out. Yeah, And the way I me agree. and Duke hit pads, it's kind of like sparring. Like, he has shin guards on. He'll smack the shit out of me with the tie pads. Um, so I'm doing at least five to six rounds of sparring, but then the pads is where we safely – push the lungs, push the heart, you know, you feel like you're going to puke, but I'm not getting my, I'm not getting any concussions or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Plus you want to stay safe and not hurt yourself, you know, stay healthy during right. the training. Sparring's the quickest way to get hurt. Right. We <laughs> all know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one big question, Paul, I know you fairly well as we get to know each other more. So over the years to come, how many donuts have you eaten in the last week or have you sworn off donuts along with sex before the fight? Uh, yeah, but both right now not happening too much. Uh, definitely not the donuts. <laughs> I can tell you that much for one hundred percent. But uh, when, right. once the once the fight is over, the, I'm actually watching people eat cheat day donuts on YouTube as we speak. So, oh my uh, god, what does that do? Give you some kind of a, a help with the dealing with it? <laughs> food boner. <laughs> <laughs> Food porn, TJ. I think Paul's into oh, food man. porn. Here we go. At the truth oh, came big out. Oh, time, dude. You have no <laughs> idea. It gets me through these training camps. Hey. I get home. I'm eating my eggs and avocado, and I'll watch. I'll watch some dude eat. You know, twenty four donuts. That's oh my that's god. Interesting to me. I've interviewed uh, fighters uh, like on on weigh in day or the day before weigh in day, and more than a handful of fighters have uh, wanted to smell like whatever we had for lunch or like a bag of chips. Are, are you that way, Paul? Like, can you get some sort of pleasure, uh, you know, by just smelling food you can't eat? You know, it's funny you say that because Eric Koch, uh, one of my teammates, uh, he fights in the UFC, he fights at 70 now. But you guys probably know Eric. He was a big contender at 45, 55 for a while. He told me that that's what he did. He actually would pay people and buy the food on on fight week for his teammates to go and eat whatever he wanted to to see them eat. I'm not quite like that where once it's around me, I have a hard time with it. Then it's the chances of me cheating and slipping up are, are, are actually really great. Whereas watching it on YouTube, I can't eat the food through the screen. So I like to keep that separation myself. Does right. that same attitude apply when you're not having sex? Do you watch porn? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're going to let you go, Paul, but I got to share one story with you and TJ, uh, who is a father. And I'm sure you will be eventually in your life because I think you'd make a great dad with your attitude and your personality. I just had to throw that I in. have a kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have a four-year-old daughter, man. She's the, oh. she's the best. 
I didn't know it. What's her name? Ashling. Uh, Ashling. Ashling. Yeah, A A I S L I N G. Yeah. I, I love that name. That's a great name. The Irish name. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, very cool, Paul. Sorry, I I got yeah. that one wrong. Well, then no, you're no, gonna, no, it's fine. You're gonna feel this story. Listen, we all heard about it yesterday. Robert Whitaker, out of two forty eight. Yeah. The great father that he is, the loving father he is, to donate bone marrow to his sick daughter. Uh, enough said. I really can't comment beyond that. But just uh, that's an insight into the man. Um, and he's always put himself forward as a family man. Every single video and UFC show on his upcoming fights. Um, I, I wish him all the best. I think it's amazing. And I guess I would yeah, venture to guess, TJ, with bone marrow, does bone marrow... If you donate bone marrow, does bone marrow regenerate, I'm, or you're I'm, just not? Yeah, no, I'm sure it does. I, I don't think you're depleted of it forever. Yeah, your body will will rejuvenate that. I mean, I'm not a doctor; I can't speak for certain, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool, Paul. Yeah, do you I have... think it's one of those things that'll take a while, and that's why he's got to be out and, and you know helping helping his his kid right now. But uh, I did hear about that, and uh, you know that man's a, a a freaking legend for that. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Paul, I, I know I got to let you go. Just give me two more seconds, okay? There's a double standard yeah. going on in Major League Baseball. Are you a baseball fan? Um, I support the Phillies, but uh, I, I can't say that I watch every game. But my dad no, was a huge baseball fan. I, I'm the same way, but this you'll you'll get with it. The, the Houston Astros get to keep their 2017 series title, right? Even though there was right. uh, sanctions, you know, against Houston. But Pete Rose still can't get in the Hall of Fame. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's a cheating scandal when a team can keep their, you know, World Series status, and Pete Rose is not inducted in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, got to yeah, say it. I, I don't get it. It's about time to to get to get the guy in there for sure. Yeah. Well, we had Pete on the show a little while back, and what did he say? TJ doesn't really care anymore. You know. Yeah. I mean, but he says. I bet he'd love it. I bet he'd love it. All right, and Paul, they needed you in uh, the Kansas uh, Kansas State basketball game. That was. You see that all up brawl that that ended. That game, I did. That game? No. Yeah, they went at no. it. I mean, you know, usually when you see baseball, basketball, even football fights, I mean, nobody seems to throw a proper punch. But they, they all, they all went at it. So you know, maybe, maybe you got to get in there. That could be another thing for you, Paul. Train these guys how to have, how to throw punches properly. What's that? I know. Yeah, there's there's a hockey player at my strength and conditioning place here in Milwaukee. Plays for Boston. Um, forgetting his name for the second but he's really good and uh he was training getting getting his knee rehabbed or something like that he he wanted me to give him private lessons on how to <laughs> handle himself in there because he was more of a you know like a forward and a you know a, 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 a good skater not a not an enforcer and he's like i just want to learn some shit just in case i have to throw the gloves off very cool very cool well listen paul let us you know let us let you get back i know you got a sparring session coming up today um i will see you for your fight Feb 22nd. Obviously, I'm not going to see you at a UFC before then, so train hard, train safe, and uh, can't wait to see you in the octagon, my brother. I can't wait to see you in there, bro. And you got it, and then afterwards, we're down in the land of beer. We're going to have to definitely yeah. uh, down a few after the fight. Yes, we will be going out, for sure. <laughs> All right, Paul. Take care, my friend. Hi, brother. Thank you. It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to brucebuffer.com and send in your requests now. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. 
And now I'm back on It's Time Radio with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. And this is the time that we talk about the week that was and things that go on in the news. We love to rant and rave. I will say, TJ, this last week, yes, a lot of things have happened in the world, but there's not really a lot of juicy things to talk about. I mean, there's a few, but I've got some crazy stuff here i got to go over with you. First off— Hey, real quick, uh, it's, it's funny that you say that because, I mean— there's a freaking impeachment trial going on right now. And somehow that's mundane news in 2020. You know, it's, it may be mundane. It really is though. Like I'm serious. I think it's become the fact that it's just, we're all kind of like walking around in a political stupor. Right. If you know what I'm saying, it's like, there's so much going on. It's like, okay, this shit happened. This shit happened. This happened. That happened. That happened. Holy hell, can we just come to a conclusion and let us know where we're going in the future? No, and all we're really going into is we're going into an election year. Yeah, you know? and like, I, I hate to say it, but like, it goes back to the last time we impeached a president, which was you know, Bill Clinton in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's all political. Even if there is actual grounds for, for needing this to happen and the proceedings to take place, it just seems... It seems like it really has nothing to do with us, if that makes any sense. It's just it's a it's a political thing. And uh, hopefully it gets done soon. They claim that 51 percent are in favor of impeachment for uh, Trump, uh, President Trump, excuse me. Um, The thing is, is that we still deal with two major factions. They're called Republicans and Democrats. Right. And, you know, they can't seem to agree on everything or can't seem to agree on many subjects, whether it's gun control, you name it. It's going to be the same roadblock here. I'm, I predict, but the bottom line is, is let's just hope that our country's doing great economically, all that's going with it. There's problems all around the world. There's a lot of things we can complain about, but I'm going to say it again. I'm really basically walking around in a political stupor. I am tired of complaining. I'm tired of reading the shite that I read. And it's like everything's being said and nothing's being done. Right. So let's just see what gets done. Well, it's, you know? just, it's truly politics. It's just going through the same old rigmarole. And it's like, I honestly, I mean, I hate to say it. I feel like we, we know what's going to happen with this impeachment for the most part, and then we're going to have an election later this year, and uh, I guess the people will get to decide then. And, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of checked out on it. I hate to say that when it's such a big ordeal. We live in the greatest country on the planet, and when you're the president, you're the supreme you know, leader of the free world, and uh, I, I really couldn't care less for you know, all intents and purposes, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I hear you. So uh, we'll see how it all pans out. Um, you know, moving forward, the market's going up. People are vested. They're happy. They're content. They're getting richer. They're enjoying it. Well, enjoy this. I checked out of the market two months ago. Really? I just, yeah, I did. I did it because I was you just worried out about. completely or? I cashed out completely because I've had experience in the past when it gets towards the end of the year with all the stuff that was being discussed as we're discussing, suddenly things could take a downward hit. So I wanted right. to watch it. So I pulled out. And all I did was watch it go up another thousand points. So I just put it back. I just revested back in and very conservative. I'm past the point of get rich quick schemes. I'm all about conservative investments. That's smart though, right? Because like, I mean. It's smart. It's smart. You cashed out so you didn't lose like a a gigantic chunk or anything. Like even if it did go down. And now it sounds like you're investing again. But you're doing so somewhat, you know, cautiously. So therefore you're not going to take that big hit if it does go down. Yeah, exactly. There's many ways to invest cautiously. And I'll, t- I'll tell everybody, especially young people out there, because I suffered from this too, and I made many, many mistakes. I do not pretend to be an expert in the stock market. I have experts that help me in the stock market. I am not an expert in the stock market. Oh, I mean, it's gambling, honestly. It's, ga- it's, oh, it's legalized gambling. Yeah. It, and, and, and stockbrokers are bookies. I'm sorry. The way it is. Sorry, no, my friends I mean, are stockbrokers. They, 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 they pretty much have alter yeah. egos too. When you get them on the phone, it's, uh, it's really not that much different. That's telemarketing, my friend. People can actually use different names in telemarketing, calling and soliciting you to buy stocks. There's many stories in the naked city, I could tell you. But if it, if it, let's talk about the bookie aspect of it. If a stockbroker is taking an order and getting a commission, that's almost like a, a bet with a bookie because you're hoping it's going to go up and they take a vigorish. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. No, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, instead of betting on you know uh, sports teams, you're, you're betting on companies for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So I put the money back in because my attitude is after talking to some other people that are very savvy in the market, it, it is a solid market. It's a bull market. They say it could even go one to three years. Nobody has a crystal ball. Please, people, do not take people's word for it. You've got to be smart. So what I'm saying is I'm putting it back in. I expect to pull it all back out again by July. 
And why? Because of the election coming oh, up. I want to see yeah. the tempo of the country. That's, and that's smart. It. That's smart. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I hate to say it, but like getting back to the, the sports angle and sports betting, um, you know, it, the stock market really is like a, a live bet during a football game. And you, you know how trends swing towards the you know second half of a football game like we're we're in the fourth quarter you know third quarter fourth quarter of this president uh, presidential uh term and election like yeah I, I think i think that's really smart i mean i i hate to say that you know you're giving out sagely advice when you say that you're you know not a, a stockbroker by any means and you seek the advice of of people that are specialists in that field but like i, I mean I'm, I'm feeling that strategy right now buff it's the best way to do it because, you know, listen, when you're investing, you always hear about the term portfolio. It's always good to be diversified. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't promote the UFC under the aegis of one fighter. It's a group effort, you know, and it's much safer to be diversified. I don't right. know if that analogy worked, but I think it did in a certain way. And speaking of fourth quarter, third quarter, whatever, I couldn't hit a third quarter or fourth quarter this weekend. I went with the dogs on both uh, games this weekend. You know, the point spreads were, I got them at nine points each with their favored. Kansas City and San Francisco rolled over their opponents big time. All good. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. It's going to be great. I'm leaning on Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. The spread is minus one. It's going to be a real exciting Super Bowl. And you know who's really excited about the Super Bowl, TJ? Uh, who? The Networks. The networks, the people with their commercials. This is a high-profile Super Bowl. San Francisco 49ers, Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs. This will be a high view, highly viewed Super Bowl, yeah. in my guesstimate. In you, my guesstimate. You want to hear who I'm cheering for? Go. I'm cheering for Joe Montana's old team. Yeah, I can understand that. I really can. I just said last year that Bruce, Mahomes— Bruce, 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 he, he played for both teams. Oh, I forgot. The latter <laughs> agent was here. I forgot. That's right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, I TJ. mean, yes, he's always a, a 49er to everyone, you know. But, yeah, no, he remember he, he did put on that Chiefs jersey for a little while. Yeah, I had a chance to meet uh, Joe Montana. Michael and I were at an autograph show. Uh, I think it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, we are with Will Chamberlain, uh, Joe Montana, Joe Frazier, Magic Johnson. Um, what, a, what a day that was. I mean, you know, in the limo with these guys, going out with these guys. I got to tell you, sitting between Magic Johnson and Joe Frazier – Looking to my left and realizing that the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players of all time is on my left. Looking to the right, one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time is on my right. And looking in front of me and seeing Joe Montana, yeah, I felt like I felt like I was in the midst of greatness, and I didn't deserve to be there. You know what I'm saying? It was I, just I, so hey, man, much. I, I hear you, and there's not too many people that you know command a room uh, more than you, Buff. So yeah, if you were kind of dwarfed by the greatness and yeah. That, room for sure you know one thing that's really kind of cool about joe montana i heard about this um he does a lot of autograph shows and i know it's a high price tag but if you are willing to spend the money joe montana will not only autograph a football for you but he will throw it to you uh like 20 yards away so you actually get to catch the ball that joe montana will sign for you and i've never heard of anybody doing things like that at these autograph signings that's so cool and think about the fanfare the fans get from that, the elation they get from that. I mean, that's an amazing gesture. And I'm not saying this is as hot as that because I think that's amazing. But that's similar when I do appearances or autograph shows. Let's say I do a corporate appearance. I do a motivational speech. The promoters of the event, you know, the people, they want their championship introductions like we talk about in It's Time right, Radio all the time that, that are ordered through BruceBuffer.com. There's my pitch. Check it out. Right. So with that being said, I will announce that I am going to do short 30 second videos, right? That they can put on their Facebook page, not for commercial use. TJ, they run to the thing. I, one time I was at a show, I am not kidding. I had to do 54 videos that were ordered for the price tag we sold them for within 30 minutes. I was busy after my appearance doing an hour and a half of videos, just inundated. So that is the add on people when they go to see their heroes. And I'm not saying they're seeing me as a hero. I'm just talking about what well, we were talking about Montana. I mean, they've been watching this man forever. Right. I to mean, to catch a ball from yeah. Joe Montana. I, even I would want to do that. Okay. I, you you want to like? I mean, I don't think that we have any illusions. Like, we're not going to be wide receivers in the NFL by any means. But, Hell no. You know, to, to to have one of the greatest men to ever throw the football, throw a football to you. Mm. I mean, how how awesome is that? And who's I, who gets to do that? You know, not many. I, 
I'd love to have Joe Frazier punch me in my stomach. I'm telling you. That, 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 well, his abs a steel buff. You wouldn't even feel it. Let me tell you something, brother. Uncle Buffy can take a punch. That's all I want to tell you. <laughs> I, when I was kickboxing, I, we used to do stupid stuff. I've talked about a few things on the show. But just standing against the wall, arms behind the head, and having to absorb a minute of nonstop punches you know, from five or five of the other students that I spar with, right? Yeah. Or, you know, fighters. I can some yeah. fighters in there, too. Uh, did somebody upchuck once or twice? Yeah. <laughs> it happened. No question. Right. Of course. I mean, that's, body, that's, that's, body. that's the uh, that's the price of playing that game. Listen, in a fight, you hear it all the time in movies. Rocky's trainer, to the body, to the body. You know what? I'm telling you, folks, body punches hurt. They wear people down. If you're oh, yeah. sparring or fighting and think you're going to be a fighter, you if you don't know how to punch to the body or somebody jabs you and go underneath that punch and straight arm right into the lower floating rib, there's so many different tactics you know that, that can be used. Then you're missing out on what it's going to take to win that fight. Right. I mean, I, I trained for the better part of three years, Buff. I don't talk about it all that often, uh, mainly because you know training is a nice word for me saying I, I got my ass kicked for the better part of three years. <laughs> and yeah. uh, let me say I trained long enough to learn what a shot to the liver feels like. And yeah. I trained long enough to never, ever want to do that again. Like, uh, you know, pardon my, my French here, but like I have never had something make me want to shit my pants like that ever before in my life like you you lose your faculties like I, i've been knocked out before bruce i mean i hate to say it like it's bad to your brain and whatnot i'd rather be knocked out than hit to the liver to where I, i'm incapacitated because it is ugh, it's bad i i'm with you i've been dropped with that shot i've been dropped with a kidney shot i remember um more had more than one occasion uh kicks you know these are kicks that that i get caught with usually or in the past, but at, thinking, I'm thinking back to my days. Anyway, getting back to the other thing, Bernard Hopkins has been knocked out by a liver shot. Oscar De La Hoya has been knocked out by a liver shot. Whenever you see people get hit with a liver shot in UFC, which has happened many times, it's your right. Your body right. just shuts down. I mean, we talk about that proverbial button, and normally when we talk about that, it's it's on the chin. But no, there is a button on the right side of your body that if you allow your opponent to hit, and God forbid, hit more than once. Uh, it'll have the same effect as, as getting knocked unconscious. Oh, it's like uh, Spock grabbing your shoulder in Star Trek. Yeah, you're done. It's you over, remember, man. Remember yeah. It's over. It's Spock over. Okay, for your for your Star Trek fans, let's get into some news here. There's some wild, wild doctors in the news. This, uh, we get these crazy doctors. I don't get this. Don't they think they're ever going to have an issue? A dentist in Anchorage, Alaska, has been convicted on dozens of charges after he was filmed extracting – I'm sorry to laugh at this – Extracting a patient's tooth while he's standing on a hoverboard. What? Why? Really? WTF? Really? Like, like, he was convicted why? on forty. Like, like you seriously? Know, like what, the first what? thing that the, the first thing that, that comes to my mind uh -huh. is Instagram posts to be uh, relevant. I don't know if it's part of this, but I'm going to no, read through right. it and see. You're right. Yeah. I mean, well, because is, is did he post it to Instagram? Is that like what happened here? Is that how he got busted? I am checking, or maybe it's even just like to show off in his, you know, Facebook. No, it's friends. just show off in his thing. Show off in his thing. The the patient's the one that got upset. The lawsuit was filed by the state in 2017. Well, was, was this man called, hurt? Like, I guess that's the question. Like, was there an issue? It's just the fact that he performed a dental extraction procedure on a sedated patient while riding the hoverboard. That's just okay. that alone. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lock so I, I just think like if you're the sedated patient, like, and nothing bad happened to you. I'm not saying that you know this man should be on a hoverboard, but if nothing happened to you, what are you suing for? Do you know what I mean? Well, like the state, the state is suing, not the individual. Oh, okay, that's good. That, that, that that's better. So, so someone must have filed some complaint. sort of complaint. Yeah, yeah, of course. The other thing is too is this test. Well, he's obviously a stupid idiot. He was also charged with medical assistance fraud for billing Medicare for procedures that were either unnecessary or not oh. not justified. Yeah. And a that theft of twenty five thousand. Get this: a theft of twenty five thousand dollars or more. I'm just seeing this from diverting funds from Alaska Dental Arts among dozens. Okay, he's an asshole. All right, so one hundred percent. I I had something similar to this uh, happen to me. Um, so you know, my name is TJ. Uh, doesn't stand for anything. My father's name was was Tony J. Um, so right. his initials were. TJ, um, our dentist 
was charging our insurance under both of our names anytime one of us had a procedure. And the reason is because he just got, you know, the extra money. He just doubled the the insurance claim and the, and the money that way. And it wasn't until our insurance caught it and sent us a letter that was like, uh, are you and your son having the same exact dental procedure over and over again? Because it sure looks like it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. It happened. One other thing real quick is we're on the subject of doctors, a Texas family. This is horrible. CJ, a Texas family is heartbroken. Their cat, right? A routine visit to the animal hospital. And the, and the veterinarian mistakenly euthanized their cat instead of giving their cat a rabies vaccine. No. I can't, I can't even imagine. I, I, couldn't, I could not not talk about this as horrific as it is. But with that being said, I saw the Netflix. We had Sammy on last week. And you guys both talked to me about Don't F with Cats, right? Right. I, I watched it. And I had to watch the entire series the night that I watched it. And you're right. That was uh, very disturbing. Very disturbing. I'm glad that they went through with it. It was so well done. I highly recommend this special to people. And would you call him, it's more the making and the personality of a killer. Not necessarily a serial killer, because I'm not mistaken, there was only one death. Uh, one person this guy killed. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, it's serial in nature in the sense that in he nature. was kind of in like nature. ritualistic with it. Um, and, and I think for sure if he would have gotten away with it, he probably would have been compelled to do that again. Because, I mean, he's a sick, sick man. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's broken inside, fundamentally. And, uh, you know, unfortunately that plays out over uh, the entirety of that series. Um, if people are kind of on the fence uh, in, in whether or not they want to check it out, I, I strongly encourage that you do while it is – um, visceral at times. They don't show anything that is... I mean, it's it's really disturbing, Bruce, and I'll, I'm curious if you co-sign on this. It's very disturbing because they don't show the worst parts of, of everything. They show you enough to where your, your brain kind of fills in the blanks, and that's what's hardest about watching it. Yeah, that's even more disturbing. It's like in a film, which is a fiction film, and you know that the person's going to be killed, but they actually cut, and you don't see the actual killing, but it's done in such a way that your imagination rolls and you realize how brutal it's about to be. Right. Now, in, and in this case, I thought I would have a hard time watching the videos, and even though they didn't show it, I had a hard time watching the videos yeah. because of exactly what we're discussing. Right. So it was definitely tough. And also, um, too, if people are on the fence, it's not a, a big-time investment. You mentioned that you watched the whole series in one night. I think the entirety like, is, is like three hours. It's not very long. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, when you start at 11 o'clock at night, it's long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you could sleep after that, to be honest with you. Um, it took me a little while. It's a disturbing, disturbing show. Okay. Uh, UFC 46 is in the can, historically so. Uh, Dave Meltzer, who usually is good at predicting pay-per-views, uh, during a recent episode of his Wrestling Observer Radio, because we were talking about the pay-per-view, the over-under was, for me, it was 1.2. For you, it was around 800, if I'm not mistaken. Something like 1,000. Yeah, so he said that uh, he indicated the metrics were indicating that UFC 246 did the equivalent of what two million pay-per-view buys would have been under the old pre-ESPN Plus system. What does that mean? That's my point. I'm trying to understand this. He, I, and then he says, with UFC pay-per-views now behind a double paywall, you know, ESPN Plus subscription and the pay-per-view cost, it is not known what the real PPV figures would be. Right. So, so, that so said, his 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 analytics are other tells like social media yeah. things like yeah. that which, yeah. which i'm sorry like yeah. i hate to say this this goes back to i mean i love dave i think dave is a fantastic journalist i think that he is in touch with things um that his contemporaries and peers for the most part just haven't been they haven't been able to keep uh, in stride with someone like dave who's you know followed this sport since its beginning and has been a contributor to the professional wrestling media for for decades um I don't like he's not going to be able to get you the pay-per-view numbers from ESPN plus like he would have to have someone within that company leak those numbers to him. And I mean, people don't I mean, if you want to keep your job, you don't do things like that. You know, yeah, you don't do that. It's a guesstimate. But, you know, my analytics show this. I gained roughly about 3000 Instagram followers since Saturday. 
a thousand uh, plus just you know before the end of the show or by the end of the show. That usually dictates in my past uh, history of you know hearing what pay per views did. That translates into one to two million pay per view buys. So we will see. Will we? I mean, the UFC yeah, has no in the incentive. Past, that's what well, the UFC has no incentive to release those numbers. So I don't know if we will. We, we I don't know if we've actually. No, heard... I'm, I'm guessing we'll never know. But I'm just telling you what my guesstimate could yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, he, here's the bottom line. I guess I hate to say it. I don't really care. Um, it doesn't matter one way or the other. I just want the sport to be as popular as ever and everyone involved to you know make the most amount of money and, and see the sport grow in a positive manner and uh yeah i mean i think that's what happened on saturday night whether it's eight hundred thousand buys or eight million buys uh it was a good night for the ufc and good night for mixed martial arts hey i agree and resemble that opinion i'm all into it all yeah. good <laughs> okay two four two forty six the uh handheld cards i hold in the octagon are going to be auctioned off. Pay attention to my Instagram and Twitter and also in scriptographs.com, which is the memorabilia company that handles this for charities. The charity that is going to be auctioned off to benefit is going to be a top charity to benefit the victims of the wildfires in Australia. It seems to be the most important, not the most important, but a very important charity to be given to, and I'm happy to give partial proceeds to that charity from the sale of these cards. <clears throat> there we go. That's huge. All right. Yeah, no, it's important. Now that those cards will go, that and we're going to sell them as a set, not as an individual. All right, on a feel-good story, um, a three-year-old, a three-year-old named Muhammad Harz Nazim has been analyzed, or whatever the term is, uh, to become the youngest member of the high IQ organization. TJ, his IQ is one forty-two. Wow, what does that mean? Is kid going to graduate university by the time he's ten? I mean. Maybe. Like, wow. he, here's the thing, though, about an IQ. Like, an IQ is essentially a score that shows your brain capacity and what you're capable of. It doesn't mean that he is going to be able to go through college classes before, you know, he's a teenager. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. it, he's capable of, but whether or not. It's the path. Right. The path he chooses. Yeah. Would, yeah. 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 I mean, I could be the smartest exactly. dude in the world if I just play video games and don't do anything. Doesn't mean I'm going to be smarter than you. You know what I mean? It's just I have the potential uh, to be. Well, you just blocked out about a large portion of the younger generation today. We won't know how smart they are. Well, they're, they're, they're called athletes now, Buff. They're athletes. Yeah, well, you know, poker players are called sports athletes. So no, they're not. No, they're not. Only you call <laughs> we, them sports we, athletes. We always, we always have no, not sports, but it's called a sport. You know, it's like it's mm. all. We've had this before. It's a game, it is buff. not a, It's a game. It is not, It's a game. It's a game. I agree. But five, seven days at the World Series of Poker main event, twelve hours a day. It, there's a. I've said this before. You have to have some physical and mental ability to handle that. It does get to you. But okay, another subject for you another day. You gotta have physical and mental ability to be in traffic too. So. Exactly. Exactly. Which you will be later today. Now the other thing is, is that um, speaking of poker, I'm so excited, TJ. I'm going to sign off on the show right now, but I'm so excited. I get to play the World Series of Poker main event for the first time in five years. I just checked the schedule. Last time and, you did uh, uh, pretty well, if I uh, remember correctly. Made day five, was in the top 10% of players out of uh, 8,500 players for four days. I uh, was stuck in a million-dollar pot plus with pocket aces, which would have put me in the top 10 chip leaders of the World Series going on to try to win $10 million with only two days left or three days left. And um, the guy flopped quad eights, four eights on me against my pocket aces. And I went out with the dead man's hand that Wild Bill Hickok got killed with, which is aces and eights. So much for poker, but definitely play good poker and won a lot of money. I cash. So it's all good. You're going right, to win TJ, it eventually, Buff. I promise you. I, I love that promise, and I live that promise, and I hope for that promise. TJ, we're signing off. Tell, tell the audience what you need to tell them. Uh, I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at TJ DeSantis if you'd like uh, more of uh, the MMA content. Uh, I produce. You can check it out uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. It is uh, called Between Rounds Radio. Uh, I do a lot of shows there, and uh, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, get access to uh, exclusive content as well as ad-free content. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Between Rounds. Very cool. And everybody, if you would like, follow me on Instagram. It's at Bruce Buffer UFC, and Twitter is at Bruce Buffer. 
Um, lots of things to be announced this year. Many things happening. I will just tease you with the excitement of impending events, which I will discuss on future shows of It's Time Radio. Thank you for all your audios and videos coming in through BruceBuffer.com. Record month last month in December, and it looks like a record month for January starting this year. Very happy to do those. And again, partial proceeds are sent to animal, military, and or children charities. Thank you very much for tuning in. We love all you listening around the world. I will see you from the Octagon in Raleigh, North Carolina on Saturday. TJ, have a great week. Everybody, set your goals, write them down. Learn about them. So when you set on that path, you can be the best you can be. And by being the best you can be, you can win. So be a winner because that's what we talk about in It's Time Radio and be a role model to your sphere of influence and make it all happen, folks, because in the end, it's all up to you. Big cheers and no fears forever. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.